0: You are listening to the Her Money Matters podcast, episode 27.
1: Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast, the podcast to help you take control of your finances. Join your host, motivational money coach, Jen Hemphill, as she shares with you practical, simple money insights and real-life stories by women like you. Let's get to it.
0: This is Jen Hemphill. Thank you so much for tuning in from wherever you're listening from, whether it's on a drive in the car or you're taking a walk or maybe you're listening to this uh, with a friend. Who knows? I really, really appreciate you. It means the world to me that you're taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this podcast. Today I've got another guest for you to give you yet another perspective and another money story. So on today's episode, we will learn what lesson our guest Patricia learned in on a middle school field trip and how it impacted her. She will also share how and why they buy all their cars in cash and then She also shares what leaving her job taught her about money. So I'm going to go ahead and share with you a little bit about Patricia. So our guest, um, Patricia Talavera, is one half of the dynamic duo behind Save Your Time Biz Solutions is the name of her company. It's a family-run business, which actually, I'm going to do a little spoiler alert. She runs with her twin sister. Isn't that cool? So... Again, it's a family-run business with tech, with tech and, des, and design talent up the wazoo. And SYT Biz Solutions takes women entrepreneurs who are doing it themselves, so D-Y-I in it, I don't know how I would say it, <laughs> to the next level. Patricia is a pro at helping women entrepreneurs uh not only... Learn how to delegate the tech stuff, but focus on doing good work and expanding their businesses. Her favorite part of the business and that part that comes most naturally is making sure that everything is running smoothly. So let's go ahead and meet Patricia. Welcome, Patricia, to the Her Money Matters podcast. It's such a pleasure to have you here.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Well, I'm excited uh, to have you here. And uh, recently, we just got connected. So I'm getting to know you a little bit. And I'm really looking forward to getting to know you more. So are you ready to dive in with the questions? Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Patricia, uh Please go ahead and just tell us a little bit more about you. We know about you, the professional, but tell me more about you, the woman, uh, the mom, if you're a mom, uh, the sister, the aunt. Tell us Uh a little background Uh about you, maybe something that you haven't shared before and that you're willing to share.
1: Okay. Well, I am a mom to a three-year-old girl. She's turning four in December. And I just celebrated nine years of marriage with my high school sweetheart.
0: Oh, congratulations. So, That's exciting. Thank you.
1: <laughs> thank you. So there's there's that. Um, and I work with my twin sister who also happens to live down the street from me, which makes it really convenient because I get to walk to work.
0: Wow. So <laughs> you now you have a twin sister and not only that, you work together in yeah. the business yeah. and she lives yep. right there. Wow. (laughs) That is awesome. That is very, definitely very convenient. That's exciting. And so how long have y'all been working together in your business then?
1: Uh, we started our original business about five years ago when she was a military wife and I was looking to quit my corporate job. Um, but things have been kind of happening. I was in grad school and babies were born. So we really only started, um, Trying to grow our business about two years ago when we rebranded Save Your Time Biz Solutions and started doing WordPress websites. Okay. So it, but I mean, technically it's been like five years. (laughs) Okay.
0: Perfect. Perfect. And I'd like to know a little bit about how you grew up around money. So Uh, share us like growing up, uh, how, what you heard, what you experienced, the conversations maybe you had with family, parents, those type of things.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, I think. I knew early on that there was something different. Like I remember, we were on a field trip. I think it was for like my seventh grade class. And when I was in middle school, I think we used to get twenty dollars a week for allowance.
0: Oh okay. which wow, that's good. Sounds like a
1: lot of money. <laughs> um, and it didn't occur to me how much money that was until we went on a field trip, and one of my classmates had twenty dollars, and she said I saved for weeks. To get twenty dollars, and it and that was kind of when I I'm like, wait, what? How much do you get? Because I get twenty dollars a week, but you just said you had to save to get to twenty dollars.
0: Right. So
1: that was kind of what started my thinking of, wait, how much money do my parents make? (laughs) Like, I mean, (laughs) I knew we had a decent amount of money because you know we live we we had a house, and my parents had each had a car, and. You know, so I knew we had some kind of money, plus my mom's worked two jobs for as long as I can remember. Oh, so wow. I knew we weren't like broke, broke, but I actually had no concept of how much money my parents were bringing in until I started looking around at other people.
0: Right. Um.
1: but I mean, other than that, my parents didn't really talk to us about money except okay. for the fact that, you know, you should work to make money even if you don't necessarily like what you do because you need money to live your life. So that's pretty much the only message that I got from them is that a job is a job whether or
0: not you enjoy what you're doing. Okay, so they instilled the work ethic and the importance of working to to make money. And tell yeah. me from that day when you were on that field trip and you realized, you know, well, you knew you got twenty dollars a week, and then your the person on the bus had been saving that twenty dollars for I don't for who knows how long. Tell me how did that change? Because at that moment you were already getting twenty dollars. Did that uh-huh. change how you? Uh, spent the money. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Um, Yeah, I would say I I started to be a little bit more careful of how I was spending my money because I think it's easy to take it for granted when you know you have money coming in like all the time. Um, So I started to be a little bit more careful about how I spent it, but I still would say that I didn't necessarily know what it meant to have like that kind of money in my pocket until – much later,
0: <laughs> gotcha. and when was that? Much later, when was it that you realized had more um, of a realization on that?
1: Probably not until honestly, like college. Because when I got to college, my parents were paying all of my bills, but they also gave me money and were like, "Okay, so this is all the money that you get. Make it, make it work. Make it work until right. like next month." So. College was when I first started going to the grocery store by myself
0: and right.
1: buying all that stuff for myself because even though I had a meal plan for campus, it only covered, I think, 10 meals a week. So that means I couldn't eat there every meal because I didn't have enough meal plans. So right. I would, um, I would cook my own food and, and order my own food. And okay. that money that they gave me also included going out with my friends. So that was really the time when I started to look at, okay, I have this much money. And I need to make it last. And these are the things I need to buy in the meantime, type thing.
0: Right. Okay. Perfect. I like that. And currently, are you? Would you say because you you're married and you got a child, are, are you the money manager in your home, or do you divide yes. up the task, or how does that work in your family?
1: Uh, no, I I handle all of all of the money and 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 all of the bills. Like I've done that. I mean, my husband and I have been together. I think. Going on 14 years. Okay. Um, and ever since we got together, I've been handling the money because he had a job right out of high school and he's been working since high school. So I've been handling all that stuff since we were together, like really early on.
0: Oh, wow. So even before marriage. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, 14 years, you've, you said about 14 years you've been together and you said nine years you've been married. Tell us a little bit about how it's managed. Do you have a certain system, a certain a way that maybe once a month or twice a month you sit down, you look at the money, you pay your bills? How, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Um, honestly, it's, it's mostly me. Like, I'll, I have a spreadsheet of the bills that need to be paid and then, a lot of them are, are automatic, but the ones okay. that aren't, then I just make sure that they get paid on the days that they need to get paid. Um and he doesn't really know much about what's going on. I mean, I don't know how anything from him. It's not like we have a ton of debt I have forgot to tell him about.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: but he doesn't really keep up with like the day to day stuff. Although uh that's actually something I'm trying to change right now because we're getting ready to switch roles where I do, I'm more of the breadwinner and he's gotcha. more of like the stay at home parent. So all this stuff is going to be his job soon. So I need to sit down with him and actually start talking to him about everything that's going on and you know, how everything works so that he's not just like drowning when the comes. Right.
0: On. So basically you use a spreadsheet, you automate most of, uh, most of the bills that you can uh mm-hmm. and uh so you're more of a spreadsheet. You don't use a software, it's just uh, you stick to the spreadsheet. And do you sit yeah. down like once, twice a month? how often do you sit down to do to take a look and do all these things? Uh
1: usually on payday, so
0: twice okay. a month. Okay. Perfect, perfect. And tell me a little bit about uh the best money you've spent. The best money I've
1: spent would have to be on a coaching program. Okay. It didn't, I didn't really get the results from it that I wanted, but it kind of led to other stuff that led to other stuff. But I think it all started with the fact that I was willing to make a leap into that program. And so even when that didn't work out, when I got contacted by the next coach who I really felt like was a much better fit for me and what I was trying to accomplish, I went ahead and, and made that leap as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, since then, my business has grown, like, at a much faster rate in the last six months than it had for the prior two years.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. And how about um on on your personal life? What would you say has been the best money you've spent?
1: Um, <laughs> Probably cars. We buy all our cars in cash, so we oh, don't good. have like we don't have to worry about a monthly thing and it's cheaper in insurance because they're all older cars and it's just nice to know that no matter what else at least I own something in my like this is mine <laughs> no one can take it type thing
0: right right so you say you buy older cars and you set mm-hmm. do you set money uh, so you you save towards your next car automatically or tell us how you manage to buy your cars in cash every time
1: um, well the, the first time we usually buy cars um when we get like huge chunks of money like when we had a tax return okay then we bought my car um and then the other time the most recent car i had my mom bought it for me in exchange for a babysitting arrangement with my sister so she paid me all my money up front because i agreed to do this arrangement and that ended up paying for the car that i needed in cash Um, And then anything else that kind of comes along, we just deal with it as it comes. Because right now we just got gifted my father-in-law's car, so we only had to pay um, the titling fee and $10 to transfer it instead of paying to register the car and and, and all that. So
0: Okay, perfect, perfect. And what would you say is your best money memory?
1: Um, My best money memory was getting paid all at once. For one of my website projects because okay. I had just raised my prices and I was still kind of, I was still kind of shaky when I would tell people this is how much it costs. And then I ran into this, um, client that was just like, Oh, that sounds great. And then she made the payment all at once. So it was like the biggest cash payment that we have ever gotten. Mm-hmm. So I was, I think it was really great because it just really reinforced that we were moving. In the right direction with raising our prices and the kind of clients that we were attracting. Oh,
0: beautiful! And how about your best money memory on your personal side? You knew I was going to ask that, right? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, that's a good that's a good question. Um, I think honestly the it I don't I don't know if this is going to make any sense, but to me the best money memory I had was when I quit my job. Okay. Because I was um, I was young and right out of college, and I accepted the first job.
0: Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you.
1: The day I got, which I actually got offered before I even graduated, but. It was, um, a lot of hours. It was more money than I would have imagined getting right out of college, but it was a lot of hours and it was a really stressful working environment. And my husband told me it's not worth it if you want to quit, like walk out right this minute, just come home and we'll figure it out.
0: Aww, um, such a so, very supportive <laughs> husband. I love that.
1: Yeah. Um, I actually hung on for a few more months, but it got to the point where I was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. So I accepted a nannying job because that's Like my background is taking care of children. Okay. And it was at a 70% pay cut or some massive number like that. But I just remember thinking to myself, like, it means so much to not have to make my decision only about money because my sanity is worth something too. My marriage is worth something. My health is worth something. So to be able to walk away from that and for my husband to be so supportive of me to say, you know what? It's just money. We can always make money just, just come home, just come home right now. And just don't even worry about it anymore.
0: I love Um, that story.
1: So that was, that was, that means a lot.
0: Yes. Thanks for sharing that. That is a beautiful story. And um, kudos to your husband. I I love, I love seeing those supportive spouses like that. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And tell me about your favorite, most favorite money guru celebrity. Who would you say Uh, that is?
1: That would have to be Denise Duffield-Thomas. Okay. She's the, writer, she's the author of Get Rich, Lucky Bitch. Uh-huh. And what I love about her stuff is like, you know, prior to her, I had read um, The Secret and I was looking into all that stuff. And, you know, I'm all for, you know, the laws of attraction and all that. I do believe in that. And I do think that, you know, you can create your reality if you focus on all the right things, you'll attract all the right things. I believe in all that. But I also think that, you know, what was missing from some of that is the work within yourself that you have to do, like the forgiveness and getting past your money block. Because it doesn't matter if you win a million dollars, if you've convinced yourself you're not worth it, you will go through that million. And then two months down the line, you'll be like, wait, how am I no better off than I was before? So I think that the, the big part of what really attracted me to her is that she's like, you're not just going to get all the stuff you want. By sitting here thinking about it, like you have to put in, take some
0: action. Yep.
1: Yeah, whether it's scary action or forgiveness or whatever, like all that stuff, all that stuff matters, and I and I think that's a that's a big part of it, especially when it comes to forgiveness, like forgiving yourself for past money mistakes and realizing, okay, it happened, there it is. Let's move on from it because you can't keep beating yourself up forever. You know what I mean.
0: Absolutely. And I'm, be, I'm a big fan of hers, too. So she has a lot. I've learned so much from her. A lot of oh. good stuff, down to earth, genuine. Uh, definitely got to love her. And yeah. Patricia, as you know, this podcast is all about making money simple and taking control, about, tr- control of it. So how would you finish this sentence? Her money matters because
1: it makes her more powerful.
0: I like that. That is beautiful, Patricia. I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you so much for being here. Tell us, where is the best place for people to find you and learn more about you?
1: Um, the best place is actually on our website, which is www.sytbiz.com.
0: Okay, perfect. And I'll definitely make sure that I include that in the show notes. Again, Patricia, thanks so much for being here and sharing um, more of you on the podcast. And hopefully we'll talk and connect soon. That's great. All right. Thank you. So you've got to meet Patricia and learn more about her. And I hope you enjoy getting to know her as much as I enjoy chatting with her. A really big takeaway from my conversation with Patricia was her lesson that she learned when she left her job. So she mentioned about how making decisions doesn't always have to be about money because your sanity matters and your health also matters. So, of course, in this world, I know, and we all know, that we need money to survive, and we are all guilty of letting our own perceptions of what this, what that means, what needing um, money is in terms of how much and everything, uh, and that, in turn, gets us stuck. And I'll explain to you because I'm going to share with you a story uh, from my experience. Because I know personally, I'm guilty of this. I know that it has happened for me more times in our care to count. And really the most painful one for me that I'm going to share with you happened nine years ago. So nine years ago, we had moved yet again. We found out we were expecting our second child. Uh, we had a house uh, we, that we had been renting. And since the market uh, was booming, uh Naturally, when the tenants uh, our lease had uh, finished, we decided to put it on the market because the market was booming. It was just the right time to sell. But with our luck, once we had um, put the market up to sell the market, once we had put the house on the market to sell, the market just happened to crash. Just that's that's just our luck. And so we continued to try to uh, rent it, but then we didn't have luck with the tenants and they would disappear. And so we try to sell them a house again and it just uh, wasn't selling. It, it took a good while uh, for it to sell. So we were paying rent and mortgage on a one income. And fortunately for us, we were good savers. So does that help? But the savings when you're paying a mortgage and rent, um, especially you know the mortgage, it just tends to vanish, you know, your savings are going to vanish quickly. So, I personally was really stressed and of being pregnant didn't help because if you've had children before, when you're pregnant, your emotions, those hormones and everything, it just you know, you you have these ups and downs. And so I felt the need to bring more income like quickly. That's how I felt even though we still had some savings the savings were going quickly. So I felt the pressure and I pressured myself too uh, to find that income. So I did find a, a part-time job that I worked for a bit until the baby was born. And then I be- ended up becoming a realtor because they told me that was a flexible career or a flexible option. So if you're thinking about it, I'm telling you it's not very flexible and you have to work a lot of hours. But anyways, that's on the side note. So my second son was born. And because of the real estate job, like I mentioned, you have to work more hours than I thought, or that was explained to me. And I learned it already when I was in the on the job. I felt that I needed to find uh, daycare for my son. And of course, my husband supported uh, me. Uh, and it was something that I didn't want to do, but I felt or I actually pressured myself to do because I felt I needed to make that money right away. And therefore I looked for, was looking for a part-time daycare. That's all really that I was looking for. By the way, that's really, really hard to find here in the States, but I managed to find it. Uh And basically, so I'm, I'm trying to prep myself here because I, I might ball. So I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it, but I don't want you to witness me balling. So um Okay, let me h- hold on a second. And my husband's a very private man, so I'm not gonna I'm gonna spare you the intimate de- details because he'd absolutely have my head <laughs> if he knew that I'd, if I shared with you all these intimate stories, uh, intimate details. So I'm not gonna share with you that. But long story short, I made uh, a- some quick decisions. Okay, because I was stressed about the finances. Notice I I said I, even though my husband and I are a team. I made these decisions because I was pressuring myself um, because I was stressed about the finances. he was in a stress but I was stressed. So I was making these quick and hasty decisions um, and this decision really led to a nightmare for us where my our child was injured at the daycare so i'm not going to get into that because that's where I'll start bawling but in hindsight, if I look back and reflect back at that time. I could have taken more time to find other ways uh, to make money or maybe other ways that I would have avoided me putting my child in daycare. Now, I'm not saying here daycare is bad. This was just a situation that happened to us and not all daycare is bad. So I'm not saying that. But for us, I just felt like I could have looked at other options. But because I was under so much stress that I put on myself, uh, that's what I did. And so I just... It is what it is. So I really made those decisions solely on money and fear. If you think about it, that's what it came down to. Was based on what I felt like the money that we needed, um, and that I, and, and the fear of not having any money. Because, and then if you if I think back to it too, um, it was two years that I lived on a lot of stress, and then those two years. I gained weight. <laughs> um, I felt completely awful. Uh, I think I was, actually, I was probably depressed a, a portion of the time, if, I, if I'm honest with you. Um, talking to my husband about money was super tense. It had never been that tense. And then, of course, the incident was my, with my son just made it uh, even more painful. So I wanted to share with you that so you can have an example uh, and look at your own life. Um, and and to see when you've made those decisions solely on money and and fear and what it really looked for you, look like for you. So reflect on that because that could be a, a just a, a lesson or just a, some reflection uh, to maybe be more careful the next time you're in put in a position that maybe uh, finances are tight or whatever they may be, and you are quick to react uh, based on. What you feel is how much is lacking, or or the fear that you feel, because I I I told you I've already been guilty. I shared with you a story, and I'm sure you have too. So just take a moment to reflect on that and see what this has looks what it has looked like for you uh, on uh, when you've made those decisions. So that is it, Uh, and it's a wrap for today. So I really want to thank Patricia for joining us uh, for. And sharing her story, it's always really neat to hear these different stories because you definitely take something away from it. I know I have with each conversation with, that I've had with each of my guests. So make sure you can go ahead and check out the show notes of, on where to find Patricia at jenhempill.com forward slash twenty seven is an episode twenty seven, and there's also a transcript. If, Um, if you didn't know, we have transcripts. And also, before I forget, if you have not heard, I have created a community just for you. So it's the Her Money Matters community that I invite you to join. It's on Facebook. So if you are on Facebook like me and tend to be on Facebook quite a lot, I really invite you to join us. You can find that in the show notes. And also, you can go to jenhemphill.com forward slash community. So I really, really uh, invite you to join right now. There's women from different parts of the world. So it's going to be a fun, fun group uh, to be a part of. And really the purpose and intention of this group is to provide a safe place for support and money conversations. Money is a theme and it's a topic that we don't talk about enough, that we're afraid. There's all these emotions involved with it. And I want to make it a safe place for you to come and discuss your fears, your frustrations, uh, challenges, those type of things where there's going to be other like-minded women there to support you and cheer you on. We're also, another purpose of the group is really to celebrate each other's successes. Um, no matter how big or small they may seem, uh, here's the deal. We are so focused on what we do Don't have or what we want to have that we forget what we have already accomplished. So I want this place to be a place where we can celebrate you and those accomplishments, accomplishments that you've already had. And also, finally, the third purpose of the group is really to continue the conversation from the episodes of the Harmony Minor her Money Matters podcast, because that would be fun to do. I'd love to hear your insights, uh, your takeaways, uh, maybe things that you want to hear more about, guests that you want me to interview, those sort of things. So that is it. Finally, even though I said it was a wrap earlier, I just almost forgot to mention that. Uh, Thanks again for joining me today. And we will talk again next Thursday.